0: Happy Wednesday, Bossery Ballers. Patty Dominguez here with Tim Wanback, episode seventy-four of the Bossery Society podcast. Today we are featuring Jeff Ignatowski, the owner and founder of Warrior Vacations. He is going to be talking about his venture his journey of how he came to create Warrior Vacations, how it came to him, the story of all these other businesses that he's done, connections that he's made, mentorship that have helped him through this and the personal development that really helped put all these pieces into place in creating a life that he loves. So here we go. This is the episode for you. If you are looking for some inspiration on how to persevere what it takes how to be ballsy and all that other good stuff so let us know what you think on twitter at boss free society is our handle and of course you can catch us on facebook at the dojo that is facebook.com forward slash boss free society dojo d-o-j-o and here is the show
1: Your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez, couch not included.
2: Patty, we're back in the studio with another great, great guest.
0: Tim, it's a little bit of uh, we're going cross country here because you're in Orlando handling some of your business for Handicap This and Keep On Keeping On. So we make it happen no matter what and excited to be here specifically with this person that is coming up because uh, he's pretty much a baller. Quite impressive.
2: That's We bring ballers to the airwaves, Patty, to our podcast. We bring ballers. And today we have Jeff Ignatowski. Uh, Jeff is a retired professional MMA fighter, current obstacle course racer, and endurance athlete. He's a national presenter for SCW Mania. He's also a presenter for the Women's Fitness Association. He's a group fitness coordinator at Crunch Fitness, and he's a group fitness instructor at the University of Cincinnati, certified yoga teacher, master MMA conditioning coach, and owner of Warrior Vacations, a destination retreat center. The Boss Free Society welcomes Jeff Ignatowski. Thank you, guys. It's awesome to be on here.
0: Yes, and you are a fellow firewalker, which is actually, we're always so fascinated to, to see what in this entrepreneurial journey, the people that cross your paths and the, and the way that we meet different people. And Jeff has just got a really cool spirit and uh, we all attended unleashed the power within Tony Robbins event here in Chicago in July and just kind of started that conversation. So like minds definitely attract each other. And I guess I'll start out with that. Jeff is like, so are you very much a practitioner of personal development And if so, how has that played into your career and your life? Oh,
3: man, it has completely changed everything that I do. Uh, I started, uh, actually, Tony is probably who I first started with and started reading. And uh, of course, for years, I was just like everybody else. I heard all the infomercials and stuff for all of his products on TV, Uh, being up late night as a teenager Watching all that stuff and thinking like, "Dude, this is like the the snake oil salesman," um, and I thought this stuff can't possibly work. So then, several years later, I got involved and I started really reading and, and understanding some of the some of the things that he does. And you know, I started. I I ended up getting one of his books. I, oddly enough, I found it at a uh, used bookstore somewhere for I think. Maybe a dollar, dollar fifty, or something, hmm. and I bought it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to sit down and I'm actually going to read this thing. So I read it, and I absolutely loved it. It was uh, uh, "Awaken the Giant Within." So I read that, and that book uh, was part of the beginning of the transformation That's uh, of me. Uh, right after that, I read a book by Jack Canfield, who is the the co-author of "Chicken Soup for the Soul" with Mark Victor Hansen. Uh, But I read his book called The Success Principles. Great, great book. It is a culmination of his 40 years of experience with success and different methodologies to promote success in your own life. And that book in particular absolutely changed my life. I took probably 15 different things out of that book and put them to practice. And since then, I went from you know, just working a regular job to owning a business, owning several businesses and uh, just trying to focus my life as much as I possibly can and get every interest that I have going in one direction. Uh, And one of the things that Tony talks about so much is focus and having that focus and continuing to move forward towards that focus. Uh, I was just talking to somebody on Facebook today uh, about, where Tony talks about that you have to burn your boats. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to do that. You have to say that there is no more. You make a line in the sand, you cross it, and you never look back. Um, right now, from Jack's book, uh, The Success Principles, I took uh, part of his vision boarding stuff, and I have a book in my uh, in my living room right now that has um, probably 30 different collages of different things that I want to do in my lifetime. And out of those 30, I think there are 14 that I've done in the last two or three years.
0: Oh my God.
3: So just that focus and constantly pushing forward and getting closer to that and attracting those things to myself by, you know, constant forward momentum has been powerful in my life. And one of the things that I always wanted to do was go see Tony. And I just did that in Chicago. Uh, And it was absolutely amazing. I loved it.
0: Talk to us a little bit about where you were. It sounds like you had been exposed to the infomercials and we were kind of skeptical, which a lot of people typically are not specific to, to Tony Robbins or anything like that, but just in personal development in general. I guess, what was it that you saw as a breakthrough in your personal development studies that say, wow, I don't have to be this way? And if so, what was the this way that you were that you wanted to leave behind?
3: Well, I, you know, I grew up right outside of Philadelphia. I grew up on the street. You know, my family lived, actually, we lived in Wilmington, Delaware. And it's uh, just outside of Philadelphia by about 20 minutes or so 20, 25 minutes. And, uh, you know, very inner city. My dad owned a corner store when I was growing up and my mom was a nurse. Uh, My mom was very abusive. Uh, We struggled a lot when I was a kid. My dad is a great guy, but very, very, uh, when I was growing up, he was very distant, very non-emotional. But I learned all of my initial business stuff from him uh, because he owned his own business. He, He is very business minded. He doesn't have even a high school education, but really, really intelligent guy. So I learned a lot of stuff from him, but coming from that background and growing up on the street and dealing with gangs and all kinds of stuff, I really needed to find a way uh, to get myself out of that because it's just a vicious cycle. I looked at all my friends and still people that I grew up with that have, you know, they still work at McDonald's. They still work at the um, at the car lot. And I, and I looked at all those people and I thought to myself, you know, I don't want to be like this 30 years from now. Wow. Uh, I don't want to stay in the same place, live five miles from where I grew up and, you know, complain about the same shit for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, you know that, that's not what I want to do. Uh, I always, even as a kid, I wanted more. And, and I wanted to look forward to bigger and better things. And I wanted to explore one of the things that my dad impressed upon me growing up is he loved to go on vacation. That's one of the things, one of the few things that I remember that was good in my childhood was when we went on vacation. Oddly enough, our favorite vacation spot was Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, Tim, you're down in Orlando right now, which is one of my favorite places in the world. Uh, I love going down there. I spent a lot of time at Disney World. We have a timeshare down there. And we would go down there like every other year. And I would spend lots of time down there. Uh, But short of that, I have very few good memories from my childhood. Uh, And there are a lot of memories that I don't even remember. Uh, With all that being said, you know, I grew up kind of rough. So getting older and learning that, you know, that nobody out there is going to, uh, to give it to me. You know, they're not going to, you know, even if I go and work at a job somewhere... They're going to pay me a small, mediocre salary so that I can, you know, maybe survive and live paycheck to paycheck. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted more for my life. I wanted to be able to do uh, things and affect the people around me and be able to uh, reach other people. So going from that place, I ended up, Uh, Oddly enough, I ended up pastoring for about 10 years, so I was involved in public speaking and and getting up in front of people for a long time, and I absolutely love doing that, and I found that uh, one of the things that Tony talks about so much that really has has helped me is the whole contribution thing. Uh, I have really based everything that I do off of being able to give back to other people. Now, we all know that we have to make money, too. Uh, that's kind of part of it. You know, we have to be able to survive and be able to 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 make a profit ourselves. But at the same time, we have to be willing to give back to other people. Uh, that one principle has helped me more in business than anything else, uh, whether it's networking, whether it's, you know, building my business. But being able to give to other people first before doing before worrying about what I'm going to get out of it. Uh, has been great in helping me move forward. So hopefully when, that answers some of that question.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so so when when was it that you started your entrepreneurial journey, and what exactly was it—the influence of your dad, or just the fact that you wanted more from your life?
3: Uh, I think you know initially, I'm sure it was my dad, uh, and that probably start. I remember as a kid, uh, my dad and my grandfather ran the store that that he had. And I remember as a kid, I would get up at three o'clock in the morning, and I've never been one of those people that sleep a lot, like honestly, if I had my choice, I would have a uh, a deprivation tank in my house, and I would sleep two <laughs> hours a night, and I would get up and I would work uh that's just how I am uh, so you know I, i'm I'm constantly going so you know, growing up like that and learning from those two, and always wanting to get up there and be with my be with my grandfather and learn about the business and the people that he was talking to and how they did all that. I'm sure that it started then, but it didn't really become practical to me until I was probably in my 20s. Uh, when I was, you know, when I had left the church and I was starting to do things on my own, I really got back into personal development. And I really had to find something because I lost, you know, what I thought was going to be my career. You know, I thought that that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And that changed. So there had to be some kind of decision like, well, what the hell am I going to do now? Like, this is what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And uh, that's not going to be possible anymore. So I need to move forward and find something else. So I actually ended up getting involved in, uh, I worked for the state for a long time uh, with kids. I worked in a uh, children's home. The great thing about that job was, is that it afforded me the ability to work third shift and gave me the opportunity to dig really super deep into personal development because I had plenty of time. And I had all day long to stay up and to research things and read and understand things better. Uh, So I ended up amassing a library of, I don't know, over a thousand books. So I would constantly read and read and read and read uh, so that I understood business principles. So I understood, um, you know, personal development and reading Tony's stuff and just everything I could get my hands on. I was trying to devour and understand. So, uh, and then it began really with I started out as a personal chef. I opened up a business uh, doing personal chef work in, I guess, uh ninety-six I believe or no no I guess it wouldn't have been that early it would have been uh right around two thousand and uh so I owned a personal chef service then and I absolutely loved the business it was great up until about two thousand eight when the economy crashed yeah. and luxury services decided to go out the window and nobody could afford for me to come into their house and cook their meals anymore. Uh, because my degree is in culinary arts oddly enough, I went to school to be a chef, and i I love that business, uh, and I've always kept it in the back. Uh, so at any particular time that I want to, I can go back and open up a personal chef service and go and run with it again.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, but when the economy crashed, I thought, well, what am I going to do now? You know, here I am again at this place where, you know, the business that I thought that I was going to be able to make is not going to work. You know, it's just not going to happen right now. The economy is too bad. Uh, and unless you had some serious clients that were, uh, really good steady clients that had lots of money, you were out of luck. And I was not one of those people. I didn't have a bunch of the rich people in Cincinnati, uh, having me over to their house, cooking their meals. Um, so I decided, well, what else do I like to do? And I thought, well, I'm always training and I'm always fighting. You know, I I had already been fighting at the time. Uh, I turned professional in mixed martial arts in 2001. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I should just go into personal training. So I opened up a personal training business, which was very successful uh, for a very long time. And then uh, all of a sudden it came to a place where I was like, well, where do I do more? And, how do I put together everything that I love in life? And it was oddly enough. And I got, uh, I was at the very end of this cleanse one year, and I sat down in my office and I was thinking, all right, I want to put these things together. And then we came up with the idea for Warrior
2: Vacation.
0: Specific to this ability that you have to evolve and shift, I mean, you talk a lot about the books, the thousand books, you know, so many books that you've read and that, have, that has inspired you. And, you know, you went from being a chef to getting into fitness training and then just evolving that. Did you have, I mean, aside from your dad and maybe other family members, did you really rely on an, any mentors to kind of help you to pinpoint where those opportunities were? Or did you innately know because of everything that you had read?
3: A little bit of both, really. A lot of what I read helped me. But I also had uh, a good good friend of mine uh, named Kevin Kearns. Great, great guy. He is a personal trainer out of Boston. And he has worked with, I think, 15 or 16 UFC fighters right now. Awesome, awesome guy. I actually found out about him long before I ever met him. And I was doing his – he had this thing called the basement tapes. And they were like bare bones MMA conditioning tapes where everybody would do them in their basement. So when I opened my personal training business, we really kind of started doing all of his stuff. So we like – I got his videos and everything and I was watching those. And we were doing a lot of the same movements and we were building off of that. Well, I went up, I would go every year. I would go up to Columbus for the Arnold classic, um, the Arnold sports festival, they call it now. Uh, but just a great, huge event in Columbus every year. So I would go up there and one year I was up there and (laughs) it's really funny because it's the year that I met Arnold and I met a bunch of UFC guys and everything and I couldn't really care less about meeting any of those people because I'm not one of those people that's very starstruck. Like, everybody puts on their pants. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Like, I don't give a shit if you made a million dollars. It doesn't matter uh, to me. But then I go and I walk past this one guy, and Kevin is about five, four. Mm-hmm. He's a little short, tiny Boston. He's from Boston. And I walk up there and I'm standing next to my girlfriend at the time. And I look at her, and I'm like, oh my God, it's Kevin Kearns. And I act like a little girl at a rock concert. And she's like, what is going on with you? I was like, it's Kevin. Oh my God, he's here. So I run up to his booth and I start talking to him. And uh, as we're talking, like, I sell his product to 10 people at his table. And he looks at me and he says, dude, did you ever think about coming to one of my certifications and I was like, you know, I really did, but I'm broke and I have no money. So I don't know how I'm ever going to make it to it, but I would love to go. And he says, well, hey, I've got one coming up, uh, in such and such a date. Uh, if there's any way that you can make it, here's my number and everything. We'll work out something. Just get there.
0: Oh, and I that's said, awesome. okay,
3: so it just happened to fall. I was getting ready to take a vacation. And I was going to go back home from Cincinnati, go back home to Delaware to see my family. And Boston is kind of roundabout on the way there. And the certification happened to fall the weekend before I was going to go and visit my family. So we restructured the vacation. I went up there to Boston first. I did my training with Kevin and then I went and did everything with my family. And Kevin is just an amazing guy. Uh, Whatever he saw in me uh, in the beginning, he really has stuck to his word because he is, he literally, I think, charged me like a third, uh, not even a third, like probably a quarter of what the certification would have cost. He was like, dude, if you can come up with like 100 hundred, hundred fifty $150, he was like, just get up here. It's no big deal. He was like, I want you to be part of this.
0: Mm.
3: Uh, I went from there. Uh, he ended up mentoring me. I am now one of his... Uh, I was one of his first 10 uh, master MMA conditioning coaches and one of his first affiliates. And we have really kind of went on the journey together. And through him, I've met so many other people in the fitness community. Uh, One of my good friends now is David Weck, who if you've ever been to a gym and really done any working out, Uh, everybody has seen these blue half balls on a base called a Bosu.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh,
3: David is the creator of the Bosu. He is the CEO and founder. Awesome. Awesome guy. He is like a mad scientist. Hmm. This guy is, uh, he is intense and he, I met him through Kevin because we got on a conference call and he's one of the product sponsors for Kevin and he got on the call and was describing his product and I am one of those guys. That like if you have anything of value, I want to know who you are. So I literally three minutes after the conference call ended, I shot him a text, an email, and I said, "Hey, I'm Jeff Ignatowski. You know, I love your product. I use it all the time. Uh, I would love to talk and get to know more about what you guys do." And from there, sparked an entire. You know, I I got to spend time with him this last year up in uh, up in Columbus for the Arnold's. He invited me to come up there to demo his newest product. Uh, the RMT clubs. So I went up there and I demoed those for a weekend with him and kind of got to sit at the foot of the master and learn a lot from him and learn a lot about business, uh, fitness related business through him. So I've been really fortunate to have a lot of different mentors, especially in the specific business that I'm in, in fitness. And uh, it really has all come about by the fact that I don't have any shame And I don't really care about where I go and what I have to say. Like I will talk to anybody at any time uh, to let them know who I am. And that's Uh, so
0: smart. Well, and if I can interject for, you know, for people listening to this, just just if you listen to this, it's not about being intimidated by somebody that you admire, that somebody that's modeling that has or maybe is doing what you would like to do. It's seeking out and really connecting with them, creating a rapport, engaging. And as and as Jeff talked about, is somehow being in contribution, Right. Because I'm assuming that you getting in front of your initial mentor and selling his product to 10 people (laughs) because of your enthusiasm and the fact that you were like knew his stuff. He, he immediately saw the potential in you. He's like, wow, this guy's not messing around. This guy has potential. This guy, he just added value to me. Yeah, and even absolutely. in your other example, it's the same kind of thing. It's you reaching out, you saying, hey, how can I, like, here's who I am, this is what I do. And then it's so interesting because people have this tendency to think that, oh, I could never reach out to that person because of this, this or that. Just stories that we tell ourselves in our heads. And hey, guys, this is a great example of, you know, Jeff, who's making things happen and creating those opportunities. It's not that he's lucky. It's just that he took that first step forward to make it happen. Right. And not really even knowing or having the expectation of what would have come out of it, but putting the, the first foot forward and saying, hey, I'm just going to connect with this guy.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it really is about that, about providing other people value for sure Uh, because I never go into any kind of conversation like that uh, trying to get something for myself.
0: Boom! It's always,
3: what can I do to help you? What, how can we combine forces and get to a larger audience? How can I help you take your product to the next level? What is it that I can do? And the key really to that is not having any self-serving, you know, I never ask him, like, uh, I don't have a consulting firm, so it's not like I'm, uh, I'm doing anything like, hey, I'm going to put you on my website. No, it's just, hey, honestly, what is it that I can do to help you guys? You know, mm-hmm. do you need me to do anything? Can I come and test out your product? Do you want me to do like a video on it or something? And I'll put it out to my audience and whatever it is that I can do to help you guys out. And from that comes so much stuff because you get trust. And people, people really know that you're genuine Uh, because too often we go and we want to meet somebody and all we're thinking about is how is this going to benefit me? And if we really, if we really understand the law of attraction, it doesn't always come from the same place. So even though I know David and we're good friends and everything, it doesn't mean that there's not opportunities there that may happen that are independent of David. Maybe somebody he knows and, you know, he talks yeah. to him and he says, oh, yeah, I know this guy, Jeff. He's got a place in Costa Rica. Uh, you should talk to him.
0: You yeah, know? Honestly, Jeff, this is so good. And I just kind of had the spark of what I think is a brilliant moment. because <laughs> Because if people are coming at things like from – hey, oh, help me out, or how can you help me, or I want you to be my mentor, or how can you this? It's like they're looking to take, and the law of reciprocity is, it it works so seamlessly and so fluidly and perfectly that just by you coming out and saying, how can I help you, how can I add value, it's just going to come right back to you. And I wish more people had that understanding of that cycle of how that law works. And if you're, because most people, and this has happened to Tim quite a bit, because um, in his organization, handicapped This, he has a huge following, and people reach out to him and say, hey, can you do me a favor and promote this? They're just looking to take. And it's yeah. like, no, man, that's not how the law works. And you're just such a perfect example of that. And I don't want people to lose that because look what it's done for your life. Yeah. It's just so incredible.
2: I was going to say this is a good segue. You talk about Costa Rica, and I really want to dive into your your warrior retreats and how that came about and what exactly <laughs> that means for, for our listeners.
3: My life is like a collection It's just crazy. Okay, so Costa Rica. I go through this fast and I decide to build a business where I want to combine fitness, mixed martial arts, and ecotourism. Is what came out of the bare bones business plan that I wrote in like 30 minutes sitting at my desk in a complete... I don't know if anybody has ever had this before, but there are just times where you get in a complete tunnel of creative juices and you just write and write and write. And then all of a sudden you look at the page and you're like, wow, where did this all come from? Um, Well, I did that. And uh, that sparked the next three years of my life working on trying to figure out how the hell am I going to make this business a reality? Because this is something, you know, they always tell you to, to dream much larger than you can ever conceive. So I end up coming up with this dream of building this business that eventually turns into a franchise that we can go into numerous countries and run the same idea of this martial arts, fitness, and yoga combined with the eco-tourism of that country. So that's really the whole idea in a nutshell. That's So awesome. getting that all started and figuring out how to put together my love of travel and my love of fitness – and my love of adventure is like, you know, where do I go with this? Well, uh, my uh, my girlfriend at the time, her dad, my now stepfather or, or father-in-law, mm-hmm. tells me, hey, uh, I've been going to Costa Rica for like 20 years. You should check it out. I think it would be perfect for you. And I thought, all right, you know, I'm interested. He's already got a bunch of contacts down there. Uh, he knows all these people. I said, I'll go and check it out. So I take a trip down there. Uh, me and my, me and my girlfriend at the time, take a trip down there and we go down there and we literally take a tour of the country and we go and we start in, uh, San Jose and we make a big circle through the country. And I had specifically set it up. So we were looking for property while we were there. And I met with a bunch of, uh, uh, agents and stuff and looked at different properties around the coast because I knew that I wanted to be on a beach. I knew that I wanted to, my vision was to train people on the beach. So I was like, I got to find a beach. There's plenty of them in this country. I'll go find one. So we decide to go down there. And the very first stop that we take in our vacation is to a little town called uh, La Fortuna. Hmm. And right in La Fortuna is Arenal Volcano. And we go and see the volcano and everything. And the next day, we decide to take a canyoning trip there. And (laughs) we get there for the canyoning trip. And I'm there and I'm talking to the people. And I am a crazy networker. Like I will talk to anybody about my business and what I'm doing at any time. Like I got the elevator pitch down and everything. So I'm talking to these people about, hey, I plan on doing this down here. Where's a good place to do it? And the people there are like, We don't know. We just work here. But the owners (laughs) will be back by the time you get back. Do you want to talk to them? And I said, absolutely, I want to talk to them. So we go on our trip. We have a fabulous time doing this crazy canyoning and rappelling down these waterfalls. And we get back to the place. uh, It's called Dasafio uh, Adventure Company. Awesome, awesome people. But we get to sit down and talk to their owners, Christine, and I forget her husband's name, but awesome people. And they sit there and we talk and they're like, dude, you have an amazing idea. I love your idea. There's plenty of places to do it down here. You need to check out this place called Coco Mar. And you need to talk to our business consultant and, you know, get in touch with him. And I said, oh, okay, that's great. Uh, I'll do that. Give me all the information and everything. So we go on and we make our way through the country and I meet a bunch of other people and I continue to network, literally network through the country. And I get all these contacts while I'm down there. So for the next year and a half, I go I go back home and instead of contacting their business consultant and finding out about this place, I decide to get a lawyer and work on getting our Costa Rican business license and get the business entity up and running. Uh, that was a mistake. <laughs> I ended up spending my first initial investment of like $2,500 on a bunch of lawyers That literally took all my money and didn't give me anything. Uh, I found out the hard way that in foreign countries, their law system preys on Americans that they think have a lot of money. So I lost my complete investment. So a year later, I go back to Dasafio and I talk to Christine and I send her a message. And I said, hey, who is your business consultant again that you wanted me to talk to? And they said, oh, well, here's his number and everything. Give him a call. So I'm like, all right. So I finally, I finally give this guy a call, and he is the most amazing guy that I've ever met. The, the guy had been in Costa Rica for 35 years. He's run every conceivable travel business in the country. Uh, he started out as an adventure company. He moved into property acquisitions, and then he started doing. he's part owner in some of the small airports and one of the small airlines in the country. Just an amazing guy. He knows everybody and everything that goes on there. And he really helped me more than anybody to find a place and to, to really iron out how we were going to do this business down there. So we get to talking and we start working together. And he tells me, you don't have any money, do you, Jeff? And I was like, no, I really don't. Like, I'm broke. Like, I have no money. I don't know how the hell I'm going to do this. At at one point, I had an investor that was really interested in putting several million dollars behind it. And then it took me too long to get the business up and running. And they spent their money elsewhere. Uh, So I talked to him about this. And he's like, I don't know what we're going to do. I guess we're going to have to do a thing called triple bottom line. And I'm like, what the hell is triple bottom line? He was like, all right, you're going to go in and you're going to talk to these hotel owners and say, hey, your hotel is failing. You're getting ready to sell. Why don't you let me come in and run your business for you and pay you a percentage of what we do and pay a small fee. I'll run the business. And if it's making more money, then we can talk about me buying the business from you since you're going to sell it anyway. So he gets me in contact with a couple different people. Nobody is buying this whole triple bottom line thing. And uh, I end up talking to the guy that owns Coco Mar, who Christine told me about the first week I was in town. The, actually, the second day I was in town. And I start talking to the owner of Coco Mar, and he says, Dude, I can't do this triple bottom line thing you're talking about. That's not going to happen. But I love you, and I love your tenacity, and your passion for the business. He said He said the magic words to me, which was awesome. He said, he's 68 years old at this time, and he says, you are just like me when I was 30, when I was your age. And he said, I can really see you doing a lot of things. He said, but we can't do anything else until you get back down here and you come and check out the property. So I said, okay. And after a couple months of kind of going back and forth, and you know, I got no money. How the hell am I going to go down there and go to, go to Costa Rica again? Uh, I get my wife's mom to pay for a plane ticket for me. <laughs> and she spends like 700 bucks for my round trip ticket so that I can go back down to Costa Rica. And I literally have about $300 in my pocket. Now, the guy that owns Cocomar is a multimillionaire, he has several businesses here in the States. Uh, he has several houses. His house in San Jose is a $3.5 million house. The property is $3.5 million. And he says, Jeff, you can stay at my house down here in San Jose. We'll go down to the property, check it out, stay there, do whatever, and uh, then we'll talk. I said, okay. So I go down there. I meet with him, and I am literally scared to death while I'm down there. Uh, I'm sleeping in this guy's like guest bedroom. His house is absolutely gorgeous. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, this is a whole completely different playing field. Like, I have never been at this level in my life. You know, this business is completely different from anything I've ever dealt with before. I'm literally (laughs) sitting in his guest room crying on the phone, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't even know how to talk to this guy. So uh, nothing in my previous reading had prepared me for those moments. And he takes me down to the property and I love it. We get to talking and we're sitting in his, uh, his living room uh, the night before I'm supposed to leave town and fly out. And we're sitting there and we're talking. We're having dinner and a, and a glass of wine. And he looks at me and he says, Jeff, I know you don't have any money. And I'm like, oh, well, this is good because I've been pretending this whole time like I have all this money. He says, I don't really care about that. He said, I knew your passion when you came down here. He said, I knew who you were before you got here, and I just wanted to meet you. And I wanted we may never, ever do business together. Uh, Nothing may ever come out of this. He said, but I want you to know that you have a friend down here, and I am willing to do anything you need me to do. All you have to do is call me. Uh, His name's Benny, by the way. Mm -hmm. And he said, if you need anything, any advice or anything, he said, just let me know. And then... (laughs) As he takes a sip of his drink and he looks up at me, he says, you know, you could run this like Travelocity and you could book out the rooms. I'll give you like a 20% commission like I give them and you can run whenever you want down here. And I looked at him and I said, are you serious? And he said, absolutely, I'm serious. He was like, come down whenever you want, run your your vacations and everything. And I said, okay, let me go back home and talk to my business partners and uh, see what happens. And I'll get back to you by the end of the week. Within three days, I had a plan listed out and uh, sent back to him and said, we're ready to rock and roll. Let's do this thing. It was just one crazy whirlwind of events that has been nonstop since then.
0: <laughs> How long has it been in existence, Jeff?
3: We have been officially kind of up and running for the last year and a half. You know, we have, we're just at the place where we're now kind of restructuring things because we went at it with this idea like I'm a super intense guy. I do endurance stuff. Like I run Spartan races. That's really what I've been doing a lot of now. Doing all that, I love to train crazy. Like we do crazy stuff. I mean, I'm an MMA fighter. Right. Like I pick up logs and carry them up up mountains and stuff. My initial idea was really this intense training with uh, this ecotourism, and I realized that yeah, not everybody likes that. Even though people told me that for a while, I didn't believe it. And I thought, man, I'm going to be able to take this thing. And, and then I realized that, yeah, maybe that may not be the way to approach business. It was really UPW uh, going up there that changed my mind. When I came back from UPW, we completely restructured the business. If you go and look at our website now, we went from this idea of come down and train with us on the beach, which was never really the intention to begin with to getting to the real intention and giving people a holistic look at life. We want you to come down to change your life.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. That
3: is our goal. Whether that comes through fitness, whether that comes through personal development, whether that comes from massage and whatever yoga, we want you to come down and find a different way to live and take that back home with you. One of the phrases that you hear down in Costa Rica all the time is Pura Vida, Uh which means live the pure life. And that's really what we want to expose people to. We want them to get back to a place where there's not all this technology and there's not all these things uh, that distract them from the real essence of life. And we want people to grasp some of that.
0: That's awesome. So then how long is so Is it a retreat where it's a it set is. amount of days?
3: We uh, hold retreats for seven days. Uh, it's a week long. It's seven days. Okay. It's actually a little bit longer because it runs from Sunday to Sunday. Okay. So uh, we bring people down there. We offer like three different packages. We offer a martial arts package, a fitness package, and a yoga package. They all come with two workout sessions a day. Uh, and then... You can kind of mix and match some of those things. We also provide the transportation to and from the airport. We provide one midweek excursion where we have a friend of ours who is a botanist and amazing, amazing guy named Alonzo. But he's a botanist down there in Costa Rica. He actually goes into the rainforest and rescues orchids and brings them out and does orchid research. And he is willing to come down and run tours for us and take people on Wednesdays out to the rainforest in Manuel Antonio and show them all the flora and fauna and all the animals and all that stuff. So we have him doing that on Wednesdays. We literally cancel all the training that day and take people out into the rainforest and on the beach, and they can go shopping and all that stuff. Uh, we give people breakfast and dinner. Lunch, they're kind of on their own because most people want to be out during the day and taking in all the sights. We really are trying to come up with a good way to add uh, contribution on what we're doing down there. So there is a school that is right down the street, a little tiny Costa Rican school right on the island. Because we're on a uh, on a small island about two and a half miles long uh, with an estuary behind it and the Pacific Ocean in front of it called Isla Paliseco. So on that island, there's a little school and they do turtle conservation and everything there. So we want to connect with that school and give everybody an opportunity on one of the days off to be able to go down there and help the students and do whatever they need down there and really kind of give back to that community while we're there. So we're trying to figure out a program that we can do that uh, because I don't want to just go down there and take resources away from the people that are down there. I want to be able to give back something to them. And that's really the whole part of the holistic idea of changing people's lives and being able to go from just getting to giving uh, because it's so, such an important part of our lives. And, you know, those of us that were up at UPW understand that it is more about giving than it is anything else.
2: Yes. So Jeff, if there are people out there that are that are listening that are frustrated with their job, frustrated with the direction of where they're at and want to kind of transition out of their current position, what what kind of advice would you give them that they could do something in the next 24, 48 hours that will kind of take them forward?
3: I think number one, go on YouTube and listen to some of Tony's stuff. <laughs> if you want to do it in like 24 hours, go listen to some of what Tony has to say because it will immediately get you motivated to do something with your life. I think the second thing that you need to do is you need to figure out what you love. Uh, I think part of the problem that we have in our entire society is people have forgotten what they love. You know, we, we get stuck in a, in a dead-end job and a career that we hate and we're so stressed, and there's so many difficulties and challenges all over the place that we forget that when we were kids, there were things that we loved about life. And unless we can get back to those things that we love, we will never find what our true passions are and what we should really be doing with our lives. Because once you can tap into those things, then you can do something that will be fulfilling for the rest of your life, and you'll be able to give back to the entire world and not just make money for
2: yourself. Awesome.
0: Exactly. And so that's just a perfect testament to the, this program that you've developed. And Jeff, will you tell our listeners, again, the, the website of how they can get in touch with you, learn more about your retreat. We are going to have it in the show notes anyway, but please let us know how people can connect with you.
3: Yeah, you can, uh, you can always connect with me. It is uh, the website is www.warriorvacations.com. Really super simple. Uh, and on there is all the information. There's phone number that you can contact me with, email address, uh, a contact form on there. So any one of those ways works.
0: That's awesome. And you're just such a perfect testament to tenacity, enthusiasm, being fearless, just Leaning into it, I know I think that comes from from Jack Canfield's book, right? Lean into opportunities, and you're just a perfect example of how just being courageous and taking that first step forward, it's just opened up these amazing opportunities for you, and then at a bigger level, is these learnings that you've had through the books and the events that you've been to and the people that you've connected with is just so perfectly put you in the direction that really it honors the values in which you operate, like value and contribution and love attraction and just really making a difference. So, really applaud what you're doing. It sounds so fantastic. And I actually really want to go to Warrior Vacations. <laughs> Nice. Over vacation, it sounds unbelievable. So it we re- we really appreciate you. Thanks thank you so tough. much for sharing your story. It's pretty remarkable. You feel? Yeah,
3: thank you guys for having me on.
0: Absolutely,
3: it is, it's been great.
0: We wish you continued success, Jeff. Thank you so much. Absolutely.
1: Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society or join our group of other boss free minded peeps at the boss free dojo on facebook